You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 120 with Stephanie Sakura. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hi, you guys. I am super excited to have Stephanie on the show today. I figured with it being January, we are all ready to simplify our lives. You know, after Christmas, you know, you take down the decorations and you're ready for things to just be a little bit more simple. So I wanted to have Stephanie come on the show today to just talk to us about how important it is to understand our space, uh, why it's important to have effective systems so that we can save time and money, as well as how can we start packing a little bit lighter? So I hope this show inspires you to be a little bit more simplified in your life. Let's go to the show. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Amber. I'm so excited to be here. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent. And so I love just picking everyone's brains about their favorite vacation spot and why. And this can be with or without kids. Gosh, that's such a good question. My husband is um, a world traveler. He's been to all seven continents. And so when we got together, yeah, he just did Antarctica last year. I surprised him for his birthday. And um, that's an awesome so, birthday present. <laughs> I know. I had to secretly save for many, many years, and I can't believe I kept wow, my mouth closed. That's yeah. impressive. Yes. And um, yeah, he's like, Are you coming with me? And I'm like, I'd love to, but I don't Didn't think we can that. afford that. Didn't save for right. that component. <laughs> yes. So, so being married to him has really opened me up to, you know, I did some travel alone and, um, and we've done some trips. And so, my favorite spot, I mean, we've been, you know, we went to Southeast Asia for our honeymoon and I oh, traveled to Croatia. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I was, uh, traveled to Croatia right before I met I my husband. I want to go to it, Croatia. It's on oh, my list. It was fabulous. I did like an adventure travel group. I went independently oh, and nice. just met with a group and it was, it was just fabulous. I loved it. And, um, so we've been to so many interesting places, you know, and my favorite place still, I think, to vacation and relax is yeah. Kauai in Hawaii. Mm. Um, you what do know, you love just, about it? I just love it's just so quaint. And I just feel like it's so relaxing. And, yeah. you know, I love adventure travel. But with two small children, I feel like uh, every day is an adventure. Yeah. Yes. And so having, you just need to unwind. <laughs> yeah. The, and it almost forces you to because, yeah. I mean, you know, you can go hiking and, you know, you can do the kayak. And that, but I think I feel like it just has this energy of like to slow down and to relax. And so I feel like it forces me to do that. And, and it's just beautiful. I feel like it is just so beautiful. So that I would say is one of my favorite places to go. And we've gone a few times and hope to be back again soon. Yeah, I'm actually um, working on a trip for a client and they are comparing it to Kauai trying to figure out like, because they love Kauai, but they want to do something different. And we're looking into St. Lucia and which I've been there for a cruise stop over. And it's a, it's a similar feeling. It has volcanoes and then it's very lush and it's gorgeous and it's in the Caribbean. So if you want to not travel time distance or, you know, yeah. the, the hours, cause it's far, especially from here, um, or the East coast, right. You know, cause it's four hours to LA and then another four hours, yeah. um, over. So, um, but yeah, I haven't been to quiet. I've only been to, um, Maui and Honolulu. So, uh, oh, you have, you have to check it out. Yeah. It's- just I should put it on my list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That in Croatia, it's, it's there. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I, 
I say this every time I talk to people on, uh, on when they travel, especially if they've traveled a lot, I, I easily could just keep talking to them about that on the whole episode. And then I have to like rein myself in. <laughs> it's like, this is, well, this is yeah. not why you're on the show. <laughs> I know. Well, I was just going to say, and then, and then I'll stop But The other place yeah. is Fiji. My husband, um, oh. he's a, he's an educator. So he used to have it, you know, he still has his summers off, but before we had children, he took students on adventure and service travel wow. in the summer. And so he would go to Fiji every summer and he took me one summer and there's so many quaint islands that you get same thing, very relaxing, but yet you get the culture of there's, you know, there's just a small little resort that's very rustic. And then there's the adjacent village Mm. of, you know, the Fijian village. And so, and those people would typically work at the resorts and like we went over and went to the church service and like played with the children. And it was just such an experience that I don't know if many people get when they go to Fiji, but he knew of these different islands and And it was just, you know, it really opened my eyes to another culture and, and I got to relax. So it was just fabulous. So I would say that's another wonderful place, but it is, you know, a little bit longer of a flight, you yes. know, 10 hours to LA, but, um, but yeah, we could keep talking about that, but I just had to throw that in there. No, that I another. appreciate that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, so, and that, and you know, okay. So, and I wanted to touch base on that. So like we, how you were saying about, um, you were planning your, the trip for your husband. I literally just started saying this to people that, um, so it's, it would be the, your husband's good at travel, but so a lot of, a lot of wives find that, you know, they would love their husbands to plan something like amazing for the both of them, right? Either for a big birthday. I have a lot of people that are hitting big birthdays around here and their yep. anniversaries, 10 year, 15, 20. And, um, that I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, like I, I need to like, help these husbands come up with these amazing trips, kind of like what you did on your own and really kind of like surprise their wives because there's so mm-hmm. many times that I think the wives are like, Oh, I wish my husband would plan something romantic and they just, maybe that's not their strength. And so I'm right. like, I could come alongside them and really kind of come yes. up with a great, amazing trip. So when you said that, I was like, yeah, see, but you thought of that on your own, you can do it. And, and there's just some people who can't, <laughs> they just, that's just not their strength. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say that I did the saving and the surprising and I knew he would want to plan it because he loves to plan right, travel. Because he's, yes, a big travel person. And so I said, here's the money. And I gave it to him on his it. 39th birthday so he could go on his 40th because oh, I knew he'd so smart. the whole year planning and so researching it buying the gear and stuff. And so, and, and we'll talk more about, you know, we'll talk a little bit about systems. Yes. In our yeah. Later, but that is one of the systems we have in our home. I was like, you own travel because he loves it. He's good at it. And I'm like, and I'll own these other things. And, but that I think awesome. people who need to plan a trip and surprise someone, and that's not a strength. I think yes. that would be an amazing service that you could provide them. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is what people don't know, especially if there's, if they're going to resorts and stuff like that, um, that I get paid, there is no fee. I, I, I waive any fees. And so I don't think people always realize that I'm I'm working on a Spain trip right now, uh, Madrid and Lisbon and setting up cooking classes and all these really cool, like personal guided tours. And, um, and it's just so fun. And I, I think like, if you don't have a spouse that is either good at like the planning and all that, and they want to like present that to their spouse. Um, that's where I'm like, Oh, this is where I can come into play. And I love the idea of actually what you did is giving them at the 39 birthday so that, um, they can look some, you know, a lot of things about travel is the anticipation of going. So like you give it to the 39th so that you can possibly go at your 40th or something like that. So I love that. That's such a great idea. 
And so yeah. we, we are, you and I are going to talk about traveling and packing and stuff like that too, um, in the, in the episode, but let's jump into, um, more about who you are and stuff like that. So, um, tell us your name and then where you're from and how many kids you have, and then we'll jump into how you got to where you are today. Yes, absolutely. So my name is Stephanie Sakura and I'm originally from upstate New York and I now live in Denver, Colorado, just, just south of the city. And I've been here about 15 years and I have two children. I have two little girls that are five and three and they are both home because they are positive with strep right now. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> but they are I, asymptomatic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got to love that with kids. It's like you think like you're going to get some downtime because they'll be kind of chill. And, and you're like, wait, you're sick and you're still running around with lots of energy. And they're like, what's, oh, yeah. what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this was not part of the plan this week. But, um, yeah. Yes, gotta love but that. they are. Yeah, they are both home with strep, but luckily feeling OK. And um and my three-year-old would not take the antibiotics, so I just had to take her back in for a penicillin oh, no. shot. It was brutal, but there was no way she was yeah. going to take the, the bed. So oh, here man. we are. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so how about you share with us um, what you do, and then we'll kind of go a little bit, um, we'll, we'll back it up and, and go in more detail, but just share with us what you do exactly. Yeah. So the work that I get to do, you know, strangely enough, I was in healthcare for 15 years. So I have a background as, actually as an exercise physiologist. And now, um, you know, flash forward 15 years, I have my own company and I work with families, primarily moms, um, in their homes, helping them to simplify and to create systems. Because as a mom myself, I found that I was going in circles every day, I felt just to get done what I needed to get done. And I was really missing out on being present for my kids. And I felt like I didn't have anything left to give once, you know, I'd shut down the kitchen for the night. And I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. And that really started our own journey to simplify our home and our lives and, and create better systems. Um, when I was in healthcare, I focused on creating systems in clinical spaces and patient flow and learned a lot about those principles and realized was like, wait a second, I can create some systems in my home because this is a pretty important place that needs to function efficiently and effectively. So started that journey in my own home. And now I help women in their home as well to help them save time and energy and improve their health and just really to, to be more focused and present for what's meaningful in life. Yeah. And you know, I thought it would be great to have you on, especially at the beginning of the year um, when everyone is just ready for a new start and they have put down all the Christmas decorations and they're ready yeah. for things to be more simple. And so I thought, you know what, this would be perfect for people to kind of, you know, hear this and kind of get motivated and inspired. And so how about you share with us the importance of understanding our spaces and then, and also how does it impact us at a deeper level and what we can do about that? Sure. So I realized for myself, I that I would get really stressed and anxious when I would come home, or even if I was home and there was stuff all over the counter and there was toys everywhere, and you know I found myself going in circles, you know, trying to constantly pick them up because I was like, God, oh, it's making me crazy. And you know, the more and more women that I started working with, it was the same thing where they're like, I don't, I don't know, this makes me stressed. I feel anxious. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, I did some research and there's a lot of data out there that supports that it truly does trigger a stress response. So, and I think a lot of us are unaware of how our spaces are impacting us. Like we, and we kind of downplay it. We know it's stressing us out a little bit, but we downplay it. We're like, something's wrong with me. But the reality is there's, there's nothing wrong with you. Like that. some of us are wired where we prefer order. 
And when we don't have that order, and that's, I don't want to sound very cold, you know, but when we don't have order, when there's just chaos, um, we don't show up the way we want to. We're not very effective. We're kind of grumpy. And, but yet we don't really do anything about it because we have a million other things to do. And, um, so really helping people to understand that, that, you know, that pile of papers or toys on the floor really are a source of stress. And there's a way that we can address it without you going in circles. Mm. Um, and then it really does help us to show up differently. I'm a better wife to my husband when the house is in order. I can relax more when the countertop is clear after dinner. And, you know, it took us a while to figure out, you know, what works in our house to make that happen. Um, but that I do show up differently and that our, you know, these chaotic spaces, I think about like a pile of clothes on the floor or a pile of toys. And it's like this image of there's money being, you know, that we're losing money from that. We're losing time. We're losing energy. It's impacting our health. It's impacting our relationships. And I think a lot of women, like we kind of have an inkling that it's doing that to us, but, but yet we're not really, we're not really sure why or how. And so that's something that I'm very passionate about is helping people to understand. It doesn't mean you're OCD. It doesn't mean you're uptight, but this is, it truly does trigger us. They've done studies. They looked at brain scans and it does trigger that same stress response. If like a bear is chasing you, that's what that pile of toys is doing to you. So (laughs) there's a reason why you feel stressed. So stop beating yourself up about it. Yeah. I noticed that with my four-year-old's room lately. Um, I'm having to go through her clothes, um, you know, and realize, okay, these are too small, too big. And, and so they're kind of overflowing right now out of her room. And every time I go by her room, I just, I'm like, Oh, and I, if I don't have Mm -hmm. the time to do it, cause I really need to just sit down and do it. It just, it like causes a little bit of uh, anxiousness that I'm like, okay, so I know what you're saying. Um, and I feel that way about clean counters, um, after, you know, eating and stuff like that, like when things are just all messy and there's just crumbs you, I don't know. You're just kind of like, oh, it feels chaotic. And then you mm-hmm. go and you just wipe it all down and it just looks so good. And it kind of, it just gives you peace of mind. Absolutely. Especially it's- when, especially when you come down in the morning from the night before, right? Like mm-hmm. you just, you can see these clear counters. It just, I feel like it helps start your day off. Right. Absolutely. It does. And, and not to go too much into the neuroscience of it, but there, it does show that like when it's chaotic, and everyone's wired differently. I will say some people like my husband doesn't really bother him so much, but for me, it does trigger that stress response. And when it, the space is clear, what it does is quiets that stress response. And it actually lights up the part of your brain that when we do meditation or breathing or we're compassionate, those kind of things lights up this different part of the brain. And that's exactly is what's happening. When we clear that space, it's quieting the stress response and it's waking up you know, this, this part of our brain that allows us to be present and calm. So there is, there are things going on in our brain that, that are occurring when we clear that countertop. Yeah. I, and I can totally understand where that would come from. So, um, okay. So you mentioned before that you love systems. And so, um, I know you like to have effective systems and I have to say, so does my husband. And I love the idea of amazing systems, but I feel like my brain doesn't always, you know, think in those terms, even mm-hmm. though I know when you have systems, it makes your life so much easier. I know when he runs around sometimes um, trying to find something and he's like, this is why you have to have systems because he's like, you waste too much time trying mm-hmm. to find something if you already had a system in place. And I'm even finding that too with, um, say, um, technology, right? So yeah. um, even emails and and so between podcasting and travel and just having to have systems within that so that things are more organized because then you're spending way too much time just trying to 
just search for things and you're not actually doing the work. You're just kind of, you know, tootling around. So um, how about you share with us how to build effective systems in our homes in order to save time and money and everything else? And then maybe you can give us some examples to um, what you do in your home that make a really big difference. Absolutely. And I love your example when your husband said, you're running around looking for something. This is why we need systems. And I think that's a perfect example of you're wasting time. Then you're, you know, you're wasting money because you might go replace that item only to find it later. And then, you know, you're stressed and then you're like late and then you're grumpy and you might snap at someone because you're grumpy. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like perfect example of these systems. And, you know, so we are all, you know, you're talking about your husband versus you and we're all wired differently and there's really no one size fits all. And systems are simply, you know, how, when, or where, you know, where we might do something, where we place something. And, you know, you talk about technology And, um, I think that's a perfect example. Like yesterday I launched my book and I was like, great, I'm going to sit on my computer, do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I had two phone calls. I didn't expect that came in that were, took a lot, a lot of time. I had tech issues and then my kids ended up with strep and I (laughs) took the doctor. So like my whole day was different, but I, I have really good systems in my business that I was able to keep running what I needed to do because I had those systems in place. I mean, yeah, I was a little, you know, I was a little off. I was a little stressed, I'll admit, but the systems help us. So when things go a little crazy that we can still, you know, focus and maintain. And so as moms having those systems, you know, allow us to still get done what we need to get done because, you know, our job's never really done. But, um, but so, so going back to the system, um, so it's really, you know, like I said, simply how, when, or where you do something. So people think they have to be really detailed, but it could be simply about like, where do we put the shoes and where do we, you know, how do we set up our kitchen? And, um, they're really meant to make things easier and for us to use less brain energy. And we know our world is getting, you know, bigger, or it's getting more busier and just more distracting and our brains are just not equipped for it. And I really think about building systems into our lives that help us with those mundane tasks we need to do each day. And, you know, to get out the door and to feed everyone and to clean our house, like to get that countertop clean, make it super simple. And this should not be taking lots of time and energy, but systems help us to do that. They help us to find things. And and that if we have good systems, we can do these things almost automatically and reserving our brain power for the important things to be creative, to be patient, you know, to be compassionate when someone needs us. Um, and so, you know, an example is that, um, you know, when I work with clients and we're talking about, okay, what, you know, what are the areas that stress you out? And they're like, well, my entryway, because when we leave in the, you know, in the morning, um, you know, no one can find their stuff and then we're late and then I'm grumpy or it's always a mess. And so looking at that space, you know, and saying, you know, where are we putting things and, you know, does that make sense for you? So if you're going in and out a particular door, you know, you want to make sure you're storing everything you need by that particular door and not halfway across the room. Cause that's going to, you know, that's going to be stressful. Your kid's going to get his coat and then going to see this toy and that's going to be a distraction and then you're going to be late. And so, um, you know, so really think about where do we place things? Does that make sense for you? Cause like you said, everyone is wired differently. And so I really dig deep when I'm working with someone and I'm like, is this where you would look for it? And they're like, well, no, I associate it with this. I'm like, well, mm. let's put it somewhere that you would easily look for it, that it's yeah. easy for you to put away and easy for you to remember where it is. Um, and I would say, especially with young children, making it super easy for them to put it away is key. Even for grown men, like my husband, I have to make it super easy for him to put it away yeah. so that, because I can't change, I can try, but I right. might as well just save my energy. I'm not going to change his behavior. 
like, cause that's hardwired his habit of where he puts his shoes. It's just, he's been doing that for like 20 years. And so, <laughs> but I'm like, but I could ch- create a better system. I said, it's easier to tweak a system than to change a behavior. And so it what grown, do you do for him with the shoes? So how do you corral the shoes? Yeah. So he, um, he started, or I would notice where he put his shoes. And so I kept, I, you know, I had this great thing on the back of the door. I was like, just put your shoes in this beautiful organizer. And he was like, whatever, you know, for like weeks. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's not working. Um, cause he's not, he just, it doesn't bother him and he's not really motivated and behavior change is dependent upon motivation and ability. Yeah. And so, but I realized where he was dropping them and I'm like, okay, this is where he's going to put them like in this one spot in the mudroom, at least they're in the mudroom. So then I just put a bin there and that yeah. he like just drops them there. And then I shove the bin under the bench. I'm like, it's more important to me than him. So I will own that piece. But as long as he throws them in that bin or even close to the bin, I'm right. happy. And yeah. that's where it's kind of like, you just have to, you know, pick your battles. But, but that was a simple system where I was like, I was trying to do all these other things and I was like, he's not going to change the behavior. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the behavior of what the habit already is and try to work with that and create something that I can live with. Yeah. And so that's what worked. And I've done that right. with some other clients. She's like, yeah. my husband just keeps dropping his stuff by the door. So we found yeah. this really decorative, you know, basket thing that he yeah, dropped. Yeah, just it, chuck it in there. Close. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, and keep I, it simple. <laughs> well, I'm thinking it's, I mean, the fact that your husband is putting his shoes in the mudroom is better than just chucking oh, yeah. them in the living room or something. <laughs> there are days, let me tell you, there are days, but, um, <laughs> but I've traded. So, but, you know, but, and then, you know, just another example, like I had a client, um, who her kids, they would drop their backpacks in the kitchen and right. they would grab their snacks. And we were yep. talking about like what's happening. And we simply, we like do- dug in and looked at the behaviors and really what you try to find is the root cause. Like, why is this not working? What's happening here? And, you know, what it was, we found out is that like, well, the kids have to pass the snack pantry to where they, before they put their bags down. And so they were being distracted by the snacks. Oh. So we found, yeah. So we dug deep and we're like, well, let's find a place for the bags. One closer to the door. That's easier. But two, they don't cross the snacks before they have to hang up their bags and get, you know, take yeah. their lunch pail out in their papers. Yep. So we just created that system and it was, but we had to really dig and say, so it was something so easy. Cause often people are like, Oh, I'm going to build this thing. I'm going to get bins. I'm going to labels. Yeah. And but they make it so really complicated. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Like, but really it's just like, well, let's just put a hook here and it's like, oh, and then yeah. make them, you know, take their right. back, put their bags here. But anyway, so just an example of some really simple things we can do. But I would say again, for kids, it's really about where everything should have a home. And then, you know, those items that if we care enough to keep them, they should have a home and it should be really easy to put them away, especially if we're using them every day. Yeah, I love that. And you know what I noticed? My daughter keeps putting her backpack on the back of the chair. It's because she's unloading her lunch and then starting her homework. And so okay. she keeps it there. And, I, and I've noticed that. And and um, I've had to get on her to be like, okay, put your backpack away. It's like cluttering up this whole area. And so um, I could see like how that might be challenging, but, you know, to just keep guiding them, just go put it over there. Um, right. And it does take a little training with kids, like I'll admit, like a little reinforcement and some training, but if we make it easy, we have a greater chance of success. So yeah. Yeah. And I was going to ask you too. So, um, you're talking about your book, um, give us the name of your book so that people can look for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the book is called simplified, the real life guide to organizing your space and saving your sanity. Yeah. And you guys, I'll put this in the show notes too. So if you forget this, cause I know people are working out and doing all these random things a lot of times when they're listening to things. So, um, make sure you go there. I'll put a link into that. So can people get that on Amazon? They can. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, so, in Kindle and paperback. Yeah. So. Okay. Perfect. I'll link that. And so, um, so going back to a quick, uh, before we jump into, um, the travel component, um, what, 
what do you, what is one business um, system that you have that you find you couldn't live without? Ooh, have you ever used Loom? No. I mean, I guess that's more of a tool, but yeah, I, sure. Loom is an amazing like screen sharing. Um, and I, by oh. no way, it's a free thing. So obviously I'm not yeah. getting any money from saying yeah, this. Um, yeah. But it is a great thing that I use um, for my clients and for business partners, but it's a screen sharing tool. Okay. And so it's Loom, L-O-O-M. And it just, you know, if someone sends me something to review, I oh. like review it real time with them. Or if I'm like, oh, you know, someone helps me with something and I'm like, okay, I want you to go in. I want you to click here. And like, instead of typing it in an email, sure. which takes so much yep. longer and then leaves room for interpretation. Um, so that's something I use. So anytime I have to communicate something or I want to, you know, if I'm reviewing like a logo, whatever it might be, I'll just do it real time that way. So they can hear me, they can see what I'm looking at. And, um, and it just, it's fabulous. Like it. you have to, yeah, that's a great one. Like okay. you know, even for your, like your travel clients, you'll be yeah. like, when you go into, um, and like I would say the other thing, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. You're going to look here, here, you'll notice this, if you have any questions, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but then I think, so from that, I create a lot of, um, anything that I find that I'm repeatedly explaining or sharing or showing, mm. I, you know, create like either a video or a link or something and save that. So I can automatically, um, you know, just pull that. So I'm not recreating it. So, um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just something like anything that I find I'm doing repeatedly. I'm yes. always like, how can I automate this right. or just make it simpler? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Okay. So let's jump into the travel again. Um, and this will be great for me too. just to, you know, I always love having tips for travel just as being a travel agent, but also for myself and you're a mom. So I, I like that too, because it, it is different traveling just by yourself uh, mm-hmm. versus when you're traveling with kids. So um, what have you found, um, over the years with planning, um, your, like what you're going to pack and keeping it more simple? So I think, you know, for me, what I've, I've learned personally and helped others with is, you know, one is the mindset around traveling because pan- like planning and packing for travel can be stressful, especially with kids. Um, you know, luckily my kids are a little bit older now, so you don't have like the pack and play and the bottles and the diapers, you know, all that kind of right. stuff. Yes. Um, but what I find it's, you know, similar when I'm helping someone in their home, like say in their closet and their wardrobes, I'm like, you really only wear 20% of what you have. And and I think we do the same thing. We go to pack. We're like, oh my God, I got to bring everything. Mm-hmm. And so we pack, you know, I think there was some meme recently that was like, you know, you wear the same leggings every day and then you go to pack for a trip and you, you know, pack like 20 dresses or something. And it's like, you never wear, <laughs> you never wear dresses. Like, why would you, you know? Right. Yeah. And so we do that. So we pack, like, I think we overpack and which can be, oh yeah, maybe I overpack, but that's fine. But if there's costs associated with it, the same thing, I think, you know, we're carrying, um, you know, so much stuff around, you know, you think about just, it adds to the stress. I think when you're carrying all that stuff through this, you know, the airport and you have a heavy bag and then maybe you're paying for it. And then you get to the hotel and you have to take time to either unpack it or you dig through it. And for me, a messy suitcase, like it just that, like I said, like an eyesore for me. And, and I realized, you know, over the years I'm like, I tend to wear the same thing. Like I, you know, like most of the time I'm wearing a swimsuit and, you know, um, and just so it's, I realized that same thing, only 20% of what I packed, I would actually wear. And it was so much easier for me when I started traveling with less. And, um, you know, I, when I went to Kauai recently, I went to Hawaii for eight days and I used a carry on and I was totally fine. Wow. I still had things I didn't wear, you know? And I just realized yeah. because travel is about the experience. It's not about the stuff. Yeah. And I can't think about a time that I went on vacation and I was like, 
gosh, that vacation, you know, looking back, I'm like, Oh, if only I had the dress, you know, like I never, I never crosses my mind. And so, um, but when we really simplify when we're packing and what we bring with us, I think it just simplifies a whole travel experience and allows us to be more present and focused on, you know, that trip, um, that, that you're going on. And then I yeah. also think when you come home, you have yes. less to wash, less yes. to put away. Cause that's I, the annoying yeah. part of it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after you've traveled and you're exhausted and you come home and then there's a suitcase and then it sits on the floor because you're like, Oh, it's so big and full and it's on the floor. You want to go later. through it. Oh yeah. 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 And that's the other thing is I do have a system that anything that is dirty, you know, I have like, a, I grab that like laundry bag that they have in the closet the plastic yeah, and put it in there and then you just dump it. And yep. You know, we traveled with our kids recently. I did the same thing. Like, I remember I used to pack like so many outfits for them. I'm like, you know what? It might get dirty, but I'll just wash it. I'll find a way to wash it. Or they can wear a dirty shirt. I don't really care, you know, like, but just not worrying so much about this stuff. I think it just makes that trial experience easier because we're not caring so much. We're not packing so much. We're not paying to bring those things. Um, Has really, you know, changed things for us. And, you know, my husband went to Antarctica they had, I mean, they were on a ship and so they had a weight limit and he had a very small bag. And I'll tell you, like he had a lot of gear, but yet he was very specific about what he brought and very intentional. And I think we can do the same thing when we're going, you know, somewhere for leisure, you know, another trip, a more tropical trip that the clothes are much smaller too. Right. Um, Exactly. So I was just, oh, oh, go go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was just saying like really focusing on the experience and not the stuff. Yeah. And you will notice that like travel can be less stressful because you don't, you know, there's just, you're just carrying less baggage, like literally and figuratively. Yeah, no, I love that. So here's the thing that always gets me sometimes is the shoes. So when you went to quiet, like, so you're traveling in certain shoes. So how many, what, what shoes did you bring, for example, for this trip? Well, you know, it's funny because I brought, um, it, we, part of the trip was a retreat, like an exercise, like a fitness retreat. Oh, so, so I had you to bring tennis shoes. Yep. So I had sneakers, which yep. took up space. And yep. then I brought one pair of flip-flops that were, um, that, that were like black that I, they were kind of sporty and I could make them dressy if I had oh, to the sure. sundress. And then I had a pair of like wedges and I wore them because they were, which I realized I didn't even need them. One of the, again, another example yeah. again, but I wore them on the airplane cause they were the bulkiest and oh, I thought they yeah. would take up the space. Well, then I show up at this retreat and the girl looks at me and she's like, what are you wearing? She's like, this is a fitness retreat. <laughs> I was like, I know, but I'm traveling after and I thought I needed wedges, but, um, but I did. So I brought a pair of sneakers, a pair of flip-flops. And then I would say one, I probably could have brought just a nice pair of like, you know, flip-flops and that could, to replace yes. the wedge, but I just brought those three shoes. So now you, you were coming from. Colorado with wedges yeah. on. So this is the other thing. Sometimes too, you know, when you think about like you're coming from a colder state, you might have a bulkier shoe. So I guess in that scenario, would you say just switch to your tennis shoes if that's like your bulkiest shoe? Like if you're, if you can't have like open toe shoes on because it's freezing or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I normally, yeah, would travel just in my tennis shoes because I wear something comfortable. And so that's what, yeah, whenever it was cold here when we left. So um, that probably wasn't the brightest idea for me to wear open toe wedges, but I thought I was being smart. Yeah. Now with your kids, what do you think about the shoe scenario? Um, how many shoes, like their sneakers and stuff like that, what you're saying, and then maybe one other pair of shoe for, because I this is where I always get stuck with things, you know, because you have flip-flops for the bathing suits. And then if they're wearing dresses, like if it's a warm place, um, I have like a nice sandal. So, but then in your mind, are you thinking that's a lot of shoes, like three, uh, like, you know, you have three and they have three. Does that feel like a lot? 
I think it'd be, I mean, especially cause they're not taking up too much space, but if they, pr- if they serve a purpose and it's functional, yeah. um, you know, I might say, and this is me, but I'm simple. Like I have a very simple wardrobe and some people would disagree, but you know, people, Oh, well, I need this flip flop or that flip flop. And you know, I need the, right. yeah, I would say, like, just wear one that's versatile, you know? Um, you know, so that's what I would, I think that's fine for your yeah. kids. So they have a, right. you know, a pool flip flop, something yeah. they can wear with their dress and then some play shoes. Yeah. Now, one last thing before we wrap this up, um, how do you travel with your toiletries and all that kind of stuff? Cause you said that you had a carry on bag. Um, so do you just have everything in smaller containers and like your shampoo? Like, wh- how do you, how do you yeah. like get that all in there? Like your makeup, I, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I just plan really well and yeah, everything's in travel size. And, um, and so, and I was concerned cause I wear contacts and I was concerned. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope oh, this yeah. travel size is enough for eight days. And yes. I'm like, worst case scenario, I'll go buy some, you know yeah. what I mean? But it, it was just fine. But we often let fear mm-hmm. like drive us to, you know, and that's yes. where a lot of people won't like what's up because of fear. And we we're fearful. So we pack extra stuff and it's yeah. like, we're letting fear, you know, dictate. And so, yeah, I do, I do travel and, and I coordinated with the other girls. I'm like somewhat one person bring a hairdryer, which we never even needed because it was so hot. We didn't want to blow dry our hair, but sure. um, person bring the curling and we're person bring the flatter. So we, you know, we were very strategic it. about yeah. Yeah. It helps too when you're going with other people and other women that you can coordinate with that versus like if you're the only, like if you're the yeah. mom and then you're bringing your kids and obviously your husband's not like, yeah, bring the hair straightener. Right. Well, <laughs> and that's when I think I'm like, okay, like I have very frizzy hair and something has to happen yeah. to it. And so yeah. I'm like, well, I'll pick one tool and I'm like, I'll that's pick it. The, yeah. You know, I'll pick the flatter and whatever. Yeah. And that's pretty simple, So. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so Stephanie, so we're almost at the end of the show. What advice would you give moms who just feel super overwhelmed with life. You know, they're feeling like I have no idea where to begin. And um, I just want to give them a simple task. Okay. So in, in kind of like what we were talking about, like coming up with a basket or something, is there something else that you can think of that you could give to them and they could just start implementing it like right away and it could help them just, you know, kind of sigh, have a little uh, sigh of relief of like, whoo, okay. Kind of have that, you know, taken Mm -hmm. care of. Absolutely. Well, I think first and foremost that it's, um, you know, understanding where that sense of overwhelm is coming or coming from and that it is not, it's not, there's an, again, there's nothing wrong with you that there. And if you try to think of it a little objectively that, oh, this is triggering my brain. I just need to quiet that down and that, you know, and then I will feel better. And I think taking it, kind of taking the emotion out of it and stepping back. And so, and I often tell people, I'm like, just start with one small area, because often we look and we think of like our whole house and we think of all the spaces and we're like, Oh my gosh. And so usually, you know, when I either I'm working with someone or they're just asking for some advice, I'm like, start with that one space that seems to be bugging you the most. And I say that because you're going to feel that instant relief and that's going to switch your brain. And then also it's going to give you this like, you know, motivation. And, you know, so if it's your, you know, your, whatever your kitchen, or let's say like, it's, I don't know, your entryway, the closet, but you know, pick that one space where you're going to feel the relief and, um, and then just pick one small aspect of it. Like, so don't look at the entire kitchen and think, Oh my gosh, I got to pull everything out of every cabinet. Like start with one drawer because you'll just gain that, you know, you'll feel that instant relief. And, And that's why when people, if you think about, you know, when you clear off your desk, like you said, the kitchen counter, like that 
And then you're like, oh my God, I want to tackle another space, you know, because we're feeling good and we're getting these, you know, endorphins. And, um, so just picking at one space that is bugging you the most and just start with one small, you know, small area. So a drawer, one shelf, and you can do more after, but I would say just set a goal of starting with one small space because we, as moms, we very rarely have a whole big chunk of time. And yes, so if we pull right. everything out, then it's like, oh no, I got to go get my kids. And then everything's all over the house. And then, it's, and, and then yeah. it creates even more stress because now you got to exactly. get it all back. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, just pick that one drawer and just kind of chip away at it. And, um, but that's what I'd say, because it's just, you'll, you'll feel that relief. And like you said, and it won't stress you out more. So yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, you guys, we're at the end of the show and I will put Stephanie's links all in the show notes. So make sure to go check that out and her book. And Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a lot of fun to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I loved it. Thanks so much, Amber. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's show with Stephanie. I wanted to let you know that if you are interested in working with me as a travel agent, I would love to come alongside you and help you brainstorm some amazing trips. Just talking to Stephanie just made me think about how many amazing places there are and to go check out. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. So if you need some help, come see me and I will help you. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram if you follow me on those. Or if you want, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com and I will respond to those personally. And if you are not on my email list already, make sure to do that. That way you will get every episode in your email along with the show notes so that you don't have to go searching for that. So that is at mominspiredshow.com. And you just go and find where you can subscribe. You just need to put your name and your email address. And that way you will never miss an episode. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this show and I'll see you next week. 